What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. One of these days, I'm choosing leave. Man, I look rough today. No, you do not. I mean, you don't. I'm gonna put a sticky over my. I don't yawn the entire time that we were talking before this, and now I'm gonna get on here and just be like, just. What is what's a um analogy for yawning? You know how they're like when you're snoring your song logs. Just be out here catching ghosts. I don't know, like whatever the fuck. I'm gonna make one up. I'm out here catching ghosts. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> Should say that. Ladies, gents, non-binary folks, it's 10.30 in the morning and I've had coffee and an energy drink. So yes. buckle up, little buddies. <laughs> it's one of those days and mm-hmm. that's okay. We're still mm-hmm. showing up though. That's what matters. Absolutely. Got to make sure my phone is on silent now that I'm thinking about that. We are showing up. And we're showing up for episode 49. Yes, ma'am. I feel like drum roll. (laughs) I'll see if I can put one in there. I wanted to just go through the whole episode until we (laughs) hit 50. And then like at the beginning of 50, it's (laughs) episode 49. Today is a listener request. We're going to talk about there. The original topic was how to not be a reactive parent, right? And we are broadening that because not everybody is parents. Not everybody wants to be parents. can be a triggering topic for people. So we are going to discuss how to not be reactive mm-hmm. in situations that cultivate our, where we want an emotional response, right? Mm-hmm. We want to have that emotional response. So Stephanie, how do you want to start this off? Should we talk about experiences where we've had big emotional reactions yeah, where we've been like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. What it means to be a reactive human being, right. Whether it be with a partner or a kid or a coworker, um, I've experienced all of the above. So (laughs) same (laughs) as I was like literally this morning. (laughs) Well, because here's the thing. I think back to who I was obviously like when I was younger, whether it be a kid, a young adult or an adult. And I was always a reactive person because in my mind, the angry I get, and more reactive I am, the more you're going to listen to me. That was always mm-hmm. my mindset of like, well, if I fucking snap on you, you're going to leave me alone, right? Like I'm going to let you, I'm going to put you in your place and you're going to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is anybody really listening to you when you're fucking going no. nuts at them? No, but I didn't know that. That was like, but how was it modeled for you? Right. You know, yes. if it's modeled for you that, that our parents and caregivers lack certain skills to be able to effectively communicate that. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to know? I mean, my mom, we've talked about it before. My mom worked three jobs, was a single parent because my mom and my dad divorced when I was two. Talked about how my mom would be working like three jobs. She would come home, something wouldn't be done. And it would just be the floodgates Mm -hmm. of just like yelling and screaming and, you know, whatever. And now as an adult, right, as a kid, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like I was never scared of my mom. It wasn't like she was in our face, like, but it was more so just this release of emotion. And so as a kid, we're like, Jesus Christ. And I think Tara took it as like, 
we got to make sure everything's done. And I was like, I don't want to fucking deal with this. This is too much for me. Um, but now as, a, as an adult, looking back, I'm like, she was stressed out, worn out, exhausted. Like I can, I can see how everything led up to that point. I think the important part now as me being an, as me being an adult and recognizing that, how can I now imply that into my life where I'm like, okay, I saw how that went. And that was not, it, it wasn't modeled well. It didn't work well. I knew that my mom was upset, but I never, it was never conveyed to me. Like I am so overworked. I am tired. Yes. I was just like, mom's angry. Yes. Mom's angry all the time. Right. Or mom's mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that turns to that. I think that's where ADHD saves me. Right. Sure. Like, yeah, I never internalized it. it. It was definitely me. I was not doing my chores. <laughs> like, it was definitely my fault. It was because my sister was like, all you had to do was wash the dishes and you didn't wash the dishes. And mom is coming home now. And what are we going to do? I did the laundry. I folded the towels. You didn't do the dishes. That was your part. And I was like, because I didn't want to. And she's like, oh my God, you're so selfish. And in my head, I was like, what the fuck? Like, but that's, that's where, that's where like my on and off comes really. I never internalized it of like, well, man, I'm the fucking problem. When, when literally that sound is like, is it me? Am I the drama? Yes, bitch. Yes. Yes. It is you. You are, you are not doing your part, but like being able to, to recognize that. I think had there been more of that conversation of like, I, this is why I need you to do this. This, this is why this, this part is so important to our little you know, threesome family mm-hmm. functioning this. I need this. And I've recognized that now with Soph, like, like this morning when I picked her up yesterday, was a very long, emotionally challenging, draining day. I picked her up and I said, dude, my capacity right now, my emotions, I'm at an all time low. Like she was struggling with her haircut. She didn't necessarily like the way that it looked. My mom cut it. It was exactly literally what she asked for, but you know, kids, you do it. And they're like, what the fuck? I didn't ask for that. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you literally did. You literally but, okay. did no, you did. You, you've been talking about it for three weeks. You mm-hmm. did, but okay. Um, you're allowed to change your mind. So I, I was like, I understand you're upset. I get that. I completely do right now. I, there is nothing I can do to fix that. And I can't keep having the same conversation. Mm-hmm. I can't. And she understands in those moments. I, my hope is that when she grows older, she understands that I'm not trying to dismiss her. I'm just trying to level yeah. with her. Of like, dude, there's nothing I can do. I can't put hair back on your head. It's going to grow. Your hair goes fast. Yep. I understand as a kid, you don't get that. But like, I, I, I think leveling with her gets her to start to understand. That you're a fucking human. Yeah. That you're experiencing something, right? Yeah. But it's more so in those moments of, yeah, I have... I could level with her this morning and I have worked my ass off to be able to recognize my emotions in the moment Mm -hmm. to be able to get to that point. There have absolutely been moments where we both have been in our emotional mind and, and just reacted off split second. And I think paying attention to the moments, right. Where you lose your cool or you lose it or you're reactive what, what is the common denominator? What is the theme? Because nine times out of 10, it's pulling at an insecurity Mm -hmm. and that's where the work needs to be done. Mm -hmm. For me, I can tell you it's feeling out of control of a situation. I had a similar situation with bug the other day. Like you were explaining with doing chores and stuff literally every day. I'm like, I need you to get your lunch box out of your backpack. Get me your red folder, like hang up your stuff. Literally every day. Every day. What do you think my son does every day? Throws his backpack on the floor, throws his coat on the table. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. 
So then I got frustrated. He was like, why are you so mad at me? And I was like, honey, I'm not mad at you. I'm just so tired of doing everything myself. And you know what he said? He was like, here, mom, give me my folder. I'll put it in my backpack. It's one last thing you have to do. I'll put my shoes in my backpack. Like he heard me. Right. Yes. But instead I could just be like, why the fuck can't you do what I'm asking? you? To why do? can't you listen? I have yeah. done before where I'm yeah. like, I don't understand why you can't listen to me. I don't understand why I have to repeat myself 75 times because when my cup is overflowing with mm-hmm. stress, that's my go-to response. And like you said, I'm working really hard to not do that because my son is like me and he does internalize that stuff. And then he does feel like it's his fault or like he's bad. And I don't want that. Looking back, I was going to ask you this. Do you think now, well, it's a two-pronged question. So mm-hmm. do you think we only have insight into our parents' reactions to us as kids because we're a therapist? Or do you think it's because we've grown as people? Mm, that's a good one because I can tell you right now that I have insight into my parents reactions and responses and how they handle things with me because I know of their trauma and their past and how that affected them I don't know that I would know that as just like a non-therapist I would say I have a greater understanding sure right I feel growing up when I was like 22 23 and I uh, I don't even yeah, no, I wasn't in grad school because I had I had Sophia. I was pregnant when I was in grad school. So 22, 23, 24, maybe 25, there was a an understanding, right, of like how their past kind of played into it and like how like how um maybe their relationship was like my mom and dad. When I say they, I'm thinking my mom and dad's relationship and them separating and maybe how that affected us. Sure. I think as time has gone on, I am way more I have way more insight because of all of the learning and the experience I've had as a therapist sure and the growth too right like because I think you and I have both experienced this just because you are a therapist or a person who is in a profession of helping other people doesn't mean that you display insight into your behaviors or your exactly and so you have to do the work like you've got to work on being non-reactive and that that was something that that we were when I decided to start working on myself that was the sole focus and energy because I am a very reactive person right that impulsivity that's where that comes from of like what the fuck I don't like that I don't I'm whatever Mm -hmm. it's not like I would haul off and fight people but it absolutely was where I struggled and I think with you working on that if I were to look back at what I worked on the most, it would probably, probably be personalization. Cause I did take a lot of things personal yeah. and I always felt like it was my fault or I always felt like it was directed at me when in reality, I would say 90% of the time it had nothing to do with me as a person, right? Like it was a, a reflection of what that person was going through. And now I don't really take anything personal because for what? Well, Unless I, know I, mean, I, I don't, don't have control over your feelings. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I display enough insight that I know when I fucked up Exactly. To, to be able to apologize and to take accountability for when I fucked up. But other than that, like I attempt to approach situations in an assertive manner. Mm-hmm. And so I'm attempting to look at your feelings and my feelings, I'm not changing what I'm doing for your feelings, but I am attempting to understand where you may come from. But if you guys, if you feel some type of fucking way, you feel some type of way. Yep. That ain't my shit. I'm not yep. picking that up. 100%. I had enough on my fucking plate. I'm at a goddamn buffet over here. Okay. <laughs> I've got about six plates today. So I got, I am, I got heavy on the mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay. I am in the thick of it. In the thick of it. Oh, it's my favorite fucking sound. I mean, I think 
we could talk about a fuck ton of moments, right? Where sure. we've been reactive. The importance that I want to really go into is how to not be mm-hmm. reactive, mm-hmm. right? And so we're going to talk about some steps. I just jotted some points down that I want us to process through because I think I don't. there's no right or wrong way to start to learn how to be how to not be reactive, mm-hmm. how to not go into that emotional side of your brain, right? It's whatever works for you. I just think that these are talking points that are important for us. Well, and know that these steps aren't like a one and done. You're going to do them once and you're never going to be reactive again. Like this is something you have to practice like anything else. Yes. There are days that I'm on my shit. Like you said, there are days that I'm on my shit and I'm like, okay, I can be calm and I can like really talk to him like a human being and not Mm -hmm. yell at him and not lash out. And then there's other days where I'm like, I fucking flip out and then I have to go back and apologize. Right. But I have to reflect on those moments and be like, was it really that big of a fucking deal that he spilled something? No, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So the first thing that I have written down is stop. An important factor when we are attempting to not be reactive in situations is we live in a society where it is praised and celebrated when you are just Mm -hmm. constantly going, constantly moving, constantly doing something, constantly producing, like just you are always on. Yep. It's like, look at me. I'm, I'm doing so much. I'm this, I'm that. When in reality, like we, when we are go, 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 it is so hard to stay in that wise mind, that centered mind balancing between, you know, acceptance and change balancing between our emotions and the reality of the situation. It is so hard. We have to slow down. You have to stop. You have to take pause and start to recognize what's going on. That leads into the next point. You need to observe. You have to observe what's going on around you. You have to observe the situation. Before we get into that, let's put just a pin in that. If you are in a situation where you you don't have time to take pause, you don't have time to reflect in that moment, do what is needed in that moment. Get through Mm it, right? Let's not make uh, um, assumptions or statements or any, do bare minimum to get through it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Just to get yourself to the other side where you have time to rest and reflect. Yes. Now, taking the pin out of that, you made an interesting point before of like when my cup is overflowing, I have to know that. Yeah, observe. We we are in charge of knowing when enough is enough. Yes. What are the factors that you think get in the way of us being able to, and us as humans, being able to draw that line up enough is enough. Mm. I feel like it plays more into like what you were just saying about how we are conditioned to believe that we're supposed to be doing 87 things at once. Right. Mm-hmm. And that I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be busy, that I'm supposed to be on, I'm supposed to be available. I'm supposed to be this perfect mom or perfect therapist or whatever. Right. And perfect doesn't like, I'm supposed to be some type of way. Right. Yeah. And so we, there's never expectations. Have, yes. We never have the, the time or ability to sit back and be like, okay, but how do I feel? What's going on with me right now? Can I handle this? Can I take this on? Because we're just expected to take it on no matter what. Mm -hmm. I would say in the last year, more so specifically, I've been able to be like, I'm not going to do that though. I can't, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can't because I'm going through X, Y, Z, or I can't because my son is going through something, or I just can't because I've held so much space throughout this week that I have no more space to give anybody. Right. But I have the ability to sit back and think about that. And maybe not a lot of people do, or they don't know how to, 
Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it has to do with the expectations of everything and everyone around you convincing you that you should be doing more. Absolutely. And then operating in that cognitive era of shoulds, I yes. should be again, who is setting those expectations? Mm-hmm. Who's wrecking that? Who's, who's doing that? Who is setting that? Are you abiding by somebody else's expectations on themselves? Right. Are they your expectations of yourself? Either way, both are, are something that is not fixated. It's not set no. in stone. Those are variables. Those are not like the control agent in the situation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when we're talking about observing, so when I'm asking you to stop, I'm physically asking you to stop, like stop what you were doing, pause, take rest, notice. When I'm asking you to observe, you have to understand you cannot observe without the five senses. Mm-hmm. You have to understand what situation am I in? How do I feel physically? What am I taking in through my eyes? What are the thoughts going in my head? What am I hearing? Mm-hmm. What are the facts that I'm actually hearing rather than the assumptions in my head? Mm-hmm. Like what, what is going on? Observe. You cannot, if we are not present in that moment, you can't observe. That is why it is important that that first point is you have to stop. You have to mm-hmm. take a pause, take a moment, rest. Then three comes in, step three. Again, these are literally things that I just made up. So it's not like there's not a fucking handout. Um, step three, challenge the thoughts. What is coming up again? If we're, if we're paying attention to what we are taking in, observing, what we are hearing, what are the facts of the situation? What did we hear? Not your assumptions, not the thoughts that you've created because you've heard something. What are you actually hearing? And then proceed with challenging that. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was a heavy day. And if you, if you had said like, Um, well, we, and we did have some sort of conversation about this, right. Of like, well, we have to record, we need, um, we only have one more week in the tank or whatever it was. I can take, I can hear that and then take a a negative tone to it because I'm in my emotional mind because it's been an emotional day and project Steph thinks I'm not showing up for the podcast. Steph thinks that I'm blah, 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 blah. But because I knew yesterday was a heavy emotional day. I knew that I had, you know, I I have that filter on, right? I'm exhausted. My emotions are done. And I have to pay attention to That's the facts. Mm -hmm. That's not somebody's emotion or projection or any of that. It's the facts. Mm -hmm. We've got one in the tank and we need to have something else to record, period. Mm It just is what it is. That's the reality of the situation. And so we record later, we record later. There was no, well, we really need to record and blah, blah, blah. It literally was facts. Had I not paused then I'm going to take that assumption and run with it. Mm-hmm. Steph thinks I'm lazy. I'm not even going to show up. What's the point? Blah, blah, blah. Like all of these things that it could have spiraled into. Which is interesting though, because then when I said, Hey, if you want to pause recording, we can. And you were like, no. And I was like, okay. Cause I didn't yeah. want, I didn't want you to feel like I was pushing you to do something that you didn't yeah. have the emotional capacity to do. I was like, I'm not going to be that fucking person. Right. And I didn't feel any, I didn't feel that at all. I didn't feel that at all. I'm saying if, if though we had not done the work or we haven't yes. done the work on ourselves, that would be such an easy example to go into Steph thinks I'm lazy, Steph yep. thinks this, blah, 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 blah. And then operating in that emotional mind for what? That That's not what was fucking said, dude. Or how could she have this expectation of me when she knows how much stress I'm going through right now? Literally. Right. And there was no fucking expectation. <laughs> it was a factual statement of, dude, you've got one, we've got one episode in the, in the tank. Yeah. We're going to have to record at some point. What the fuck? Like, Somebody's got to call attention to it. We're going to have to meet at some point. That's the reality of being a business owner, dude. Literally. Hey, your boss emails you. I need to talk to you. 
I'm getting fired. Today's the day. Gone. I'm homeless. Like that is another one that so many people experience, yeah. right? Of if we're not stop, observe. Okay. I got an email from my boss. I can reflect on the past couple of days. Nobody's talked to me about anything. There's been no incidents. Um, I'm doing my job. I'm meeting my deadlines. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, those are the facts. That's the facts of the situation, mm-hmm. right? I can't make any assumptions because that's going into then this fortune telling of like, well, oh, this could be this. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So challenge the thoughts. Here are the facts of the situation. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. It does me no good to build bridges of anxiety mm-hmm. to shit in the future that I don't have control over. Yep. Okay. So, and then step four, my thought process would be remove yourself from the situation, right? So like, I think it's, it's, you're at a T or a fork in the road, right? We can either understand that our thoughts are fucked up and challenge those thoughts, you know, stop, observe, recognize what the facts are, recognize what our assumptions are, our judgments, put them to the side and stick with the facts. And, or we can recognize, okay, so for example, that um, the situation that I was just talking about with you and me, had you been like, well, we really need to record. I really need you to show up, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to remove myself from that situation. Sure. I'm not going to keep I'm myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to keep myself in a position where somebody is projecting their yeah. anxieties or fears. Cause that's what it would be. Sure. Not again, Stephanie did not say any of this. Right. This is just an easy example to example. pull from. But if, if Steph had said, well, I really need you to show up, like you haven't been there, you know, like it's, it's, you know, it's not about you or whatever it is. Like I'm, I'm removing myself from that situation because I have fucking boundaries and mm-hmm. expectations. I'm telling you, I'm at an emotional capacity. I'm at my limit. I fucking can't. Yep. And you're pushing me to go further, bro. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Your seat has been revoked. You mm-hmm. cannot sit at my table. We're done. Same thing with kids, right? If I had a spot where it's been a stressful day, whether it's a stressful day at work or a stressful day with him for whatever reason, and he does something else. And I just feel like I can't, I have to say to him, like, I need to go take a break for a second because I'm upset and I don't want to react right now. Right. Do I always say that eloquently? No. Do I sometimes just go sit and just not say anything for a little while? Yes. Is that effective? No, because then his little anxious brain is like, well, she's mad at me. I did something wrong, right? Like he internalizes and starts making up all these stories. So I have to say, I'm not ignoring you. This doesn't mean that I don't care about you. I just need to take a minute and not say anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that these are applicable to your life. I hope that these are things that you can start to put into play. Mm-hmm. My word of advice is to one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You are not going to go through all four steps seamlessly and be able to, to execute them. When I'm telling you, this is years worth of consistent work. This is years worth of consistent work to be able to say X, Y, Z, or how to get my needs better, what, you yeah. know, remove myself from a situation, whatever that, whatever it may be. Consistent work on yourself. So if it looks like consistently for a couple of months, just learning how to pause in the moment to mm-hmm. recognize what's going on, that is success. Yep. Do not place these expectations on yourself that we're going to get to this point where we're able to just fire these all off. You're human. You're having a human experience. Mm-hmm. Even in our best of days where we're, we're fucking on it, we absolutely have moments where we fucking do not do these steps. Mm-hmm. And full-blown react to shit. Mm-hmm. 
the importance when that happens, because it will, it will, people, when that happens, acknowledge your fuck up. Acknowledge where you went wrong. Take responsibility, be accountable because you're putting a, I like to view it as like, cause I like visualization. I like to view that as, you know how like on iPhones, you drop a pin in a, on a map and maybe it's not, maybe it's other phones too, but you drop a pin in that location. You are dropping a pin in your brain in that moment of where you stopped and challenged yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, the or not stopped and challenged yourself, but where you stopped and held yourself accountable. So the more times that you do that, the closer you get to being proactive, getting to this stop in the situation first versus reactive. You've got to catch yourself in the moment first to be able to then start to build up what is going to save that situation. Does that make yes. sense? Yes. And hear me when I say what we're not going to do mm. while we're doing this work. Mm-hmm is shame ourselves when we don't make it through all four steps. Well, I'm here for that. Absolutely. We are not there going is to no shame need. ourselves for having a slip up or having a reaction. We're going to tell ourselves, okay, I did my best today. And that's what matters. I can start over at any minute. I can reflect at any moment. I can observe at any moment. Like again, focusing on what I can do in the situation versus what I'm not doing to achieve my goal. That's not helpful. Right. Shaming yourself is never helpful. It's not going to induce change. It's going exactly. to be like fucking shit. Mm -hmm. And it is going to continuously reinforce that negative self-talk in your head. It's going to be a bad person. I can't control myself. I'm aggressive or I don't know how to communicate. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not. Refuse. Yes. Life is literally too short. Yes. Bitch, this was a good episode. Girl, I'm here for it. (laughs) I am here for it. Okay. Okay. Let this also serve as a lesson that when you're in your head and you're like, you know what, I can't do it. It's not going to be good. It's going to suck, blah, blah, blah. You don't know unless you try. Absolutely. And putting in the work. I'm exhausted, guys. Probably past two days, I've maybe had five hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. My emotional tank is depleted. Yeah. But I chose to be like, fuck it. Let's try it. If it's not good, we'll scrap the, the thing. It is what it is. We've done it before. Yep. And boom. Banged out a fucking bomb ass episode. It turned out great. If you have any questions about the episode, if there's a specific question that pertains to this that you want answered, message us. You are not the only person who is thinking it. I can mm-hmm. promise you that. Yes. And I think that it would be helpful for us to get those questions and we can answer them on our story mm-hmm. or in a post or something for you guys to be able to, to learn from each other, right? Yeah. So. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, we are at rewriting her story on Instagram and YouTube. We are rewriting her story pod. Well, rewriting her story podcast. Yep. Did I say that? I don't think I did. No, but rewriting, rewriting her story podcast on Gmail, YouTube, and Instagram. Steph is at spooky fit mom 13. I am at B E A underscore X O 11. Let us know what you think, like share, subscribe. And next time guys, it's going to be the big five zero. Oh my God. So crazy. I'm fucking excited. That's so crazy. Yes. Okay. Message us also topics. We love them. Send them because yes. this was suggested. Literally. What are we recording this on the 11th? This was suggested uh, four days ago and yes. look at, we're recording it right now. So yep. understand that we are responsive. Yes. Okay. Until next time, guys. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.